There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hello, this is uh, Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show, uh, to the first uh, live show of 2022. I I can't believe that. I think we're now in the 11th year of the show. Um, So time is just flying. Um, But whatever you have been doing over the last last, um, of the seasonal period uh, or new year, whatever you celebrate, I do hope you had a good time. I hope you um, remained healthy and uh, I I hope that you're ready to step up and elevate 2022 and ideally make it your best year yet. Uh, So I'm uh, very excited about today's show. We're going to be talking about creating your legacy. And at the beginning of the year, sometimes it's a good point, isn't it, to really reflect and to think about, you know, 2021 and maybe uh, think about what your future uh, may, may, where it may take you, what you want, where you want it to go, where you want to head to. Uh, and uh, legacy just felt like a really great topic to to start the the year off. Um, before we do that, I'd like to say a big thank you to my last um, live guest of the uh, of uh, the show in 2021, Rona McKenzie. And uh, Rona shared she's had a, a very sort of varied career, and she talked about um, you know redefining yourself and re- redefining your future and redefining your career. And at the moment when uh, everything is um, seems like there's a lot of change uh, and people are really reflecting about uh, about what they're doing and the way that they're living. It was a good conversation to have back in 2021 to, to have a think about that and think about, uh, you know, are we on the right kind of track with, uh, with career? But now we're going to go a step further. We're going to look at legacy and, and contemplate whether you're creating it day by day. And my guest, um, Gaia Ferreira, is an international entrepreneur. She's a, a published personal success author. She's a public speaker on personal fulfillment and on leadership. And uh, she's, she um, developed a, a great sort of corporate executive um, career, which took her all around the world. She's lived in uh, nine different countries. Uh, and she became incredibly a culinary entrepreneur, hosting her own TV cookery show, I believe in Portugal, I think, or Spain, um, but we'll, we'll, come, we'll come to that uh, a little bit later, and uh, became very, very well known with that. And then, um, you know, some, some things happened. She it was a life-changing moment for her with the sudden death of a friend, and she reflected on her own legacy and thought, where do I want to go? How can I help? How can I contribute um, to the world more? Uh, she went back to a school in her 40s and, uh, and found herself coaching with Tony Robbins and has become the, fine, fi- um, the founder of Titanium Coaching, um, supporting executives and entrepreneurs. And she has a system called Total Intelligence Method. Um, today, we're going to talk, therefore, about your unique genius, about purpose, about legacy, and a legacy that fulfills your soul. So a big welcome today to Gaia Ferreira. Hi, Chris. I'm so happy to be here and to be the first guest of the year. What an honor. So privileged. (laughs) Lovely to have you on the show. Lovely to talk to you and a happy new year to you. Thank you. Happy new year to yourself. Thank you very much. So, so, so um, tell us, you've, you, you lived in 
nine different countries. Um, you know, which, which part of the world have you decided to, to um, stop off to right now? And where, where have you lived? I, I am currently in Dublin, Ireland. And I have lived in Canada, where I was born and raised. So uh, born and raised in Montreal. Uh, I've uh, lived in New Zealand, Australia. I've lived in Spain twice. So once in Madrid, once in Barcelona. I have lived in France. Uh, my family is Portuguese. So I haven't officially lived in Portugal in that I haven't paid taxes there. But I have spent enough time there that uh, really, if you put it all together, probably amounts to several years. Uh, and same with the U.S. So I've spent, uh, my, my childhood was spent uh, summers in the U.S. in Massachusetts. Oh, so you've, you've really have globetrotted then. So, uh, so I mean, what was, what was life like for you when you were, you were growing up in, in the U.S.? And was it Montreal? Was it where you came from? In Montreal, in Canada, Montreal, yeah, yes. In Canada, yeah. So, you know what? Like, I am so thankful for the childhood that I had because I grew up in this amazing city where there's always something going on. So activity is always bustling. And, you know, Montreal really took, took and takes a lot of pride in the culture that it puts out, the image that it puts out. Uh, it has like this, what they call the never-ending summer with festivals upon festivals out on the street that are free for people to uh, to attend. Uh, this is my promo for Montreal. If you have, if you're looking for a holiday spot for the summer, um, it uh, you know it allowed like four seasons and skating in the winter and skiing in the winter and you know all the fun things of summer when 40 degree weather. Um, and I was raised in a city that you know by default spoke two languages, so French and English, and in a household that uh, where Portuguese was our language. So from a very young age, I, uh, I spoke three languages. And uh, as a grown-up, I loved languages so much. Communicating with people is such an important factor of our human, our human experience that uh, I learned several languages more. So I also, also picked up Spanish, Italian, uh, and then I studied German and Japanese in school. Wow. Well, it, it, I think it's. Um, I don't. Do, do you think you need a certain type of brain to uh, to learn languages? It was something I, I struggled with at school, and uh, my, my children' languages is that is their least favorite at school. Um, <laughs> is, is you know, is it is it the way that our minds are wired, or or do you think that you you know in your the way you were brought up with multilingual that that helped develop those connections? I, like I, I honestly believe that there is a part of us that is nature, but there's a bigger part of us that is nurture. And uh, the environment we, we are put in or, or grow up in or, or create for ourselves is a big predictor of our views and our perspective and what we think is possible. Um, I, our environment is actually the number one determinant of our, of our success. That's why the five people we spend most time with are so important, right? Mm. Um, and it's the same thing when we're learning anything. Uh, any language you learn, the first one is always going to be the toughest. And unfortunately, our the typical school systems don't give enough time to children to really immerse themselves in a, in a foreign language. It's something they do 30 minutes twice a week uh, with a teacher who may or may not be of that language to begin with. Um, so it's, it's tough, that first language in the academic system. But when we learn because it's something we're interested in, there's a different motivation that drives us. And that makes a lot of difference. I, I can't remember who, uh, who wrote the book, but it's, um, uh, you know, the, the difference between um, practice and deliberate practice, right? Deliberate practice, we have the intention to grow and to improve yes. ourselves. 
uh, and that makes all the difference. So our first language is, is uh, the toughest one. And if you are an English speaker, for instance, um, and you're looking to learn your very first foreign language, I definitely recommend Spanish. It's probably the best and easiest language to pick up, especially from the abundance of, of resources out there. Uh, and the abundance of fabulous Spanish places to travel to. Um, once you learn your first language, the second you can dream in that language, you've got it now. <laughs> and then every other language after that is easier. Mm, yeah. Okay. I remember getting that feeling. I did a, went on a French exchange for three weeks when I was about 13 and stayed with a French family. And uh, uh, when they don't speak, speak English, suddenly you have, uh, you know, uh, you have a, you know, you're absorbed in it and suddenly you have to, don't you? And I just remember getting to that point when I was starting to to dream a little bit. Um, so, so, I mean, in your, in your um, sort of informative years, uh, whether, you know, it was a situation or two that, you know, it really led you onto this, uh, this career, which initially was a corporate executive. Um, is there a couple mm-hmm. of moments in your, you know, first 18, 20 years, which um, shaped you, do you think? And, what you're oh, doing. absolutely. Like I find life is like now that I'm on, uh, you know, nearing my, my 50s, right? I'm like uh, nearing, let's call it the, the middle point. Um, I'm nowhere near stopping. But like, I, it's funny to look back and like, I have, I have three, three daughters and one's 18. And if you have teenagers, especially the ones around the 18 year old mark, they start to think they know everything. Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny to watch, right? Because you know, at this age now, I'm like, oh, I used to think I knew everything too, but now I've learned so much more. There's so much more to learn. It's it's uh, it's hilarious to look back at my childhood and think of, uh, and remember what my perspective on life was then, and to see how much of that has manifested just by it being a part of me. So as a child, when I was, I think, eight, I started watching Tony Robbins infomercials every Friday on TV. And I really attribute that to a lot of my mindset and a lot of what I thought was possible for myself. So, um, you know, from eight to 18 or what, or, or so I worked so hard in school because I wanted to go to Harvard and I wanted to own my own company and I wanted to, uh, that, or I wanted to be a musician. So I was also, um, very musically inclined and I played music and I did tons of concerts and competed a whole lot. And I had an agent for a little while. Um, And, uh, and yeah, so I became, I I did, I did follow a very interesting career path. I did become an executive very early on. I think I was 32 when I was uh, promoted and, uh, and uh, from my executive career, like I worked, with uh, basically the whole world, except for the North, except for North America, out of France, um, and I traveled, and I had small kids at home, so it, I burnt out after like four, five years of of uh, working around the clock, and uh, reassessed, thought anything is possible. What would I like? And I, I've, I've always been very creative, so I went back to school, much to everybody's shock. Uh, went to chef school and became a, a Cordon Bleu Grand Chef, Grand Chef de la Cordon Bleu and a sommelier. Uh, came out with a, a third baby in my belly and uh, thought, okay, like I won't be working in a restaurant, so I might as well start my own. Uh, started a catering business, a cooking school, a wine tasting um, service for foreigners in Madrid. And, and I got uh, given a, a, a TV show in, in Spain. So, so I did the entrepreneur thing, and then a friend of mine 
suddenly passed away and it made me reassess absolutely everything. So I always tell people I went from a profit-based career to a passion-based career to now being in a purpose-driven career. Mm. Yeah, you're, you're multi-talented, you are, aren't you? Um, you've done a, a lot of different things. I should, I should say, actually, it's it fascinating how we, we ended up um, with you on the show because I was with um, a client one morning. He said, I've been listening to your, your radio interviews. And I've, I've really been enjoying them. One guest you should have on your show, Gaia Ferreira, and it was just incredible, the serendipity, and in that I was introduced to you by coincidence um, at the end of that day. I mean, the chances of that happening are pretty slim, and we've had 400 and or so, 400, 440 guests on the show. But uh, to be mentioned in the morning, and then someone introduced me to you in the afternoon, I thought it was quite amazing, really. There's more going on, isn't there? There's more going on in this world. Always, always. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like, uh, we never know what's going to happen. And to, to try to know is a human limitation. To leave it open to serendipity, is is divine that's that's what's in in our path for us and we shut ourselves down with that need to know right if at eight years old i needed to know what i was going to be as a grown-up i probably would have pigeonholed myself into like i don't know some some career and i've stayed in it in 40 years but i had tony robbins on my side at eight years old and it was ironic that eventually i got to work for the man who shaped so much of my mindset from the Mm. time i was little Right, it was such an honor, and and now I'm doing this, helping other people find their their inner divine, like their essence, their their genius, their natural genius. Mm. Yeah, yeah, fascinating, isn't it? How it works. I remember, I remember um, contemplating. It was uh, a somebody when I was young who just become uh, a twice world champion rower, um, a lady from Denmark, and uh, and it's so funny that she was in my consciousness, and it just happens that we're we're great friends now. And uh, it, it was, it's just strange that you, and I've got several situations of that where people are, who come into my consciousness for their achievements, I find that today we're, we're peers and friends. It's, it, it's, it's lovely. And, uh, and yeah, Tony, certainly an inspirational man to be around. Um, I, can, I can certainly, certainly imagine. Um, so you, you, um, you, you worked with Tony and then you decided to um, create your own business and and your own methodology. And we're going to talk a more about that methodology uh, now. Um, but do you want to um, tell us a little bit about uh, what it is you do today? And then we'll talk about, um, we'll maybe have time just to mention what legacy is prior to the break. Sure. So I work with um, entrepreneurs, founders, business owners, people at the head of a company, the like C-Suites, um, because they are the most important person in their company. So they set the culture, they set the, they set the boundaries, they set what's allowed and not allowed within their company. And uh, so uh, I work with the leader to make sure that they are aligned with themselves, with their vision, with the legacy they were born to put out there because it's, you know, entrepreneurship is not for everybody, right? It's, it's a very different beast of a human who takes that challenge on. So it's more important for them than anyone else to really, really be aligned with themselves because of the, the mm-hmm. power and the influence that they have over their community, their employees, their clients, uh, their brand, uh, everything that they stand for and create. I, th- I think something that, that sort of struck me in, in a, a conversation just a few minutes ago is... Is that leg- legacy? You know, you, you, 
And you, you talk about in your book, actually, you talk about um, you know, pushing through life rather than, um, than pulling. And actually, do you believe that in terms of legacy, maybe there's a natural destiny for us and we, uh, we, um, we can go on and off track that by using our yeah. subconscious mind, our conscious mind too much when naturally, if like you, you've, you've serendipitously, it appears, um, been through a number of different career options, exciting ones, but have enabled you to realize more of your potential, potentially, than many may con- confine themselves in doing. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of the people that I would work with would be like around the ages of 40, 45, and, and that's the, the result of not living your uh, your true purpose, your true legacy, your your who you were born to be or what you were meant to do comes up usually around that age yeah. um, when people have what's called a, a quote-unquote midlife crisis, right? When they kind of go into work one day and they're like, what am I doing this for? This doesn't mean anything to me anymore. This isn't what I dreamt of doing when I was a kid. What happened to the music I used to play or the mm-hmm. books I used to write? Or and, and, and so I help my clients find that back, right? Connect back to that. And it doesn't mean that they don't continue doing what they're doing. It's just that they get to do it from a different place. And that's really what pull is. Push is like being doing what's being um, expected or by the external motivator, right? The book you read or, or the strategy someone told you to follow, that's, that's external. Uh, being pulled means you're doing what feels right to you, what you've always were meant to do, because it's what that voice inside of you has been telling you all along that most of us learned to ignore throughout life. Fantastic. And we're going to go to commercial break now, but I'm kind of imagining now a, um, you know, somebody at a point in the 40s where actually life seems gray, but actually by getting back in touch with legacy and the, and the pull, um, it enables you to bring more color, color back into life. I'm just don't know mm-hmm. what's coming, flowing through me at the moment. So we're going to get a commercial break now. And after the commercial break, we'll find out about, you know, what are the real costs if you don't um, move towards your legacy and the benefits. And we'll start to look at some of the different elements and principles of legacy that are really important and will help you in um, creating and evolving yours. We'll be back with you again with Gaia Ferreira in just a couple of minutes. Do join us after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Guy Ferreira. We're talking about creating your legacy. And I was, I was just thinking through the break, and I've had this conversation a number of times in the last week, actually, with people, including my wife, in that it does feel right now that um, a lot of people are feeling quite, you know, quite tired and, uh, and uh, maybe reflecting on last year and not thinking it's been, been as great. And I think some of it comes from with the, with the pandemic and the situation right now. Everybody's, every little situation we're having to think about things like, you know, should our kids go to the cinema? Um, oh, no, we've forgotten a mask. Should we have a holiday this year? Um, where should we go? Should we travel? Should we, should we not? And it feels like there's an awful lot of noise. And, and, and what I'm getting a sense of, Guy, by I'm, I'm feeling energized talking about legacy at, with you at the moment. And uh, maybe, maybe we need to just have a think about where we're, where we're heading. And uh, I don't know, how, how do we react to day to day when it comes to, to moving forward and this particular time, this particular situation we're in right now? Mm-hmm. So uh, what I found interesting about the way you set the question is, should I, should I, should I, and the noise that that equates to. Yeah. And that's definitely what a lot of people go through in their heads without even know, noticing, right? Like one of the questions I like to ask people is, are you set to fear or set to surrender, set to trust, right? Are you set to fear or set to trust? And almost everybody tells me they're set to trust. And then they, if I just leave it silent, They'll go on to explain why it's trust, which obviously means it's just rationalized fear. And rationalized yes. fear is very different. Yes. So should I wear a mask? Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I go to the cinema? We can rationalize a good answer, but that rationale comes from the outside world. It's not our internal divine. Like it's not our internal genius. It's not our internal sense of trust. It's all imposed on us. That's why everybody's in, or maybe not everybody, but a lot of people are feeling the sense of like, uh, overwhelm and, and, and underlying um, um, line of like this under undercurrent of anxiety. It's because now more than ever, we're constantly being bombard- bombarded with what we should and shouldn't do and the you know, potential cost of not doing it. And we do this, I mean, COVID has been a really great uh, learning uh, for, for all of us who like to watch uh, human behavior um, you know, the, develop, but it's, it's hap- it happens to us in all areas of life. It's not just COVID. I'm just using COVID now as an example, since you brought up how poignant this is uh, in time. But like uh, the reality is that when we force something, right, when we're trying to force an outcome, it's still our human interacting, our human limitation interacting with what is meant to be. And it's not us allowing what's meant for us. 
right? So you and I had, would not have met if those two people had said something and you thought, mm, not my thing, right? That would have been you controlling whether or not you and I should meet. Um, COVID, like I, I myself, I caught COVID a year ago. But I caught COVID after three weeks of not stepping out the door and got, getting my groceries online. So mm-hmm. how did I get COVID? Do you know? It's because on some level, I was meant to have it. And no amount of control was going to stop me. Mm. Interesting. So, we're, we're, so we're, we're talking here about maybe, maybe there being more, I mean, we've talked about in the, world, in the show before, we've used that, you know, about being a, a physical world and a non-physical world that we don't under, fully understand. But you, you're very mm. much... Uh, uh, you know, I think that the, the, the words like we're meant to, you know, that we have a, a path, a legacy. People have been talking about these things for thousands of years, really, that maybe there's, there's more that there that's guiding us. And are you suggesting that we, we go with it and allow ourselves to flow with it rather than, you know, be uh, reacting all the time to, to stimulus from others? Well, yes. Uh, like, um, we've all heard that we are our own limitation, but I think now more than ever, it, it's being made aware how we limit ourselves. Is action required? Of course. L- the law of attraction, for instance, doesn't work just by sitting and chanting Kumbaya, right? You, we have to take action. We have to take the actions that we are internally called to do because, it's, because not doing it would feel like a betrayal to our souls. It's not about doing the actions that make us exhausted or feel, make us feel trapped or make us, you know, uh, compliant with someone else's expectations. Those are push and that can work. Right. And it works very well for some people, but at the personal level, like I'm not talking about the external success of like big houses and fancy cars and a big bank account. I'm talking about at the personal level, there is a toll on our personal sense of fulfillment and success when we spend our lives just complying to what the, the, the outside world demands of us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a, when it comes to happiness and fulfillment and uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, you might have millions of, if you have millions of pounds, you can't take it or dollars. You can't take it, take it with you at the end. Can you? It's uh, exactly. that ability. To here's the, back and here's the irony, right? Like, People read books from like all these amazing gurus and like, you know, and all these gurus are, we look up to them because they did it their way, right? They, they took a leap of faith and they follow their guts and now they're teaching their guts to everyone else, (laughs) which means that everybody is following someone else's expectation. Yeah. So they admire someone for standing out, but then they won't stand out themselves because they're doing what someone else told them to do. Yeah. you know, uh, and I think that's a, a really in- incredible irony of like the personal development world right now, for instance, right? I agree. Um, I, I like to tell my clients to take a pause from reading from, you know, the TEDx's and the, and the YouTube videos and just sit still for a little while, like for a week or two weeks and see what comes to them naturally. It'll mm-hmm. inevitably have a part that will be what they learned through life, but there is a part inside of them that has always been there, that will sound crazy and uh, illogical probably, but that that is the true genius root, the one that would set them apart from everybody else, just like it did all those people we read about. 
Yeah, t- taking time to you know see, to listen to what's emerging from you, than rather than spending hours looking at social media and uh, getting the, the lots of the comments and the noise from others. <laughs> um, exactly makes makes sense. You've it, got, it, come. Yeah, I was just going to say it becomes it becomes very educated shoulds, right? It yeah. becomes very educated noise, but it's still noise. It's still not a. It doesn't come from within. It comes from without. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, let's talk about. You know, I think what I'm what I'm getting a, a sense from here about uh, the legacies. It comes from within. It's about your path. It's not about following the guru's path. It's about discovering you, taking the the opportunity to for, for maybe you know quieter practices, reducing that noise, seeing what comes through and what 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 uh, what um, you feel drawn to. Uh, now you have created, you have a, a download to know people can access for free from your website. It's called Create Your Titan Legacy, and I've enjoyed um, reading through it. And in it, you highlight six core elements that you say make up your total intelligence. Do you want to tell us just a little bit about that and why it's in, why those are important when it comes to uh, building building your legacy and moving towards it day to day? Absolutely. So there's six core elements plus one, and the plus one. Um, is your genius. So before we can work on the six core elements, uh, you have to work on remembering your genius. So uh, if, if, you know, um, if you have any children around or if you've had children of your own, watch kids. Kids work in their genius, right? They, they, they build and they construct and they create and they don't care about the rules. They just keep at it. And if someone says something, like says to, tells them to stop, they'll ignore it and they'll go back, right? If, so, if they get into a fight, they ignore it with, you know, they ignore it and go back to their, that thing they love to do. And we lose that over life. So we we're told to, uh, you know, sit still or, or else, stop talking in class or else, don't ask too many questions or else. And it grinds that genius away and it erodes it away and we forget about it because we become compliant to the rules of belonging around us. And again, depending on that environment that you grow up in, you're either going to be conditioned into success or conditioned into mediocrity or conditioned into, um, into failure. Um, in, 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 like in, um, by complete accident, right? Because of course, the people who raise us, they want the best for us, but they're dealing with their own stuff and their own needs and their own uh, shortcomings, right? So part, the first part is to really help, uh, help someone remember their genius. And that means going back to the unconscious mind, stripping away the conditioned learning and the conditioned thinking and examining it from a place of like, why? Why? Like, who told you to think this way? When did this become the rule, the belief system, the value? You know, how did this, um, how does this show up and where is it not serving you anymore? So it's really looking at the condition part of you and stripping that away to bring you back to like a, a bare neutral uh, and, and putting you so that you can basically update your software, yeah. um, rebuild you as you, as you want to be, the identity that you want to have, not the one that was given to you. And the way we do this is through the six core elements, which is mind, heart, spirit, body, behavior, and language. So mind is the way we think, the logic that we bring to, to an equation, the decision-making. And like that, it's the IQ, right? And I think the IQ is actually the lowest form of intelligence we have because it is uniquely dependent on the experience of life that we've had, the books we've read, the people we surround ourselves with. It has nothing to do with us. It, it's, it's just what we've brought into this 
to this experience of this current life. Then mm -hmm. there's the heart, and the heart is where all of our information is stored because it's emotions. And everything we experience through life is, uh, is at the emotional level, no matter what our head tells us. Uh, I mean, it's, it's key in marketing, right? People make emotional decisions, but they use their logic to rationalize it. And our emotions are formed in the first seven years of life. So anything we experience as a grown-up is just a repetition of what we learned as a child. And so anytime we experience negative emotions, what we're learning or what we're doing is actually being given an opportunity to resolve that negative emotion that's been there forever. And so until we resolve those negative emotions, we're stuck in an emotional pattern that may or may not be serving us. And then there's spirit, which we already spoke about. It's the trust versus the fear aspect of our instinct. Um, and then there's body. Body is our energy. It's how we fuel our day. Uh, you know, as, as leaders, especially business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, anybody who influences anybody else, a parent, right? Our, our energy has to outlast the activity we have to do. Yeah. So if it's four o'clock and we're getting impatient and crabby and, uh, and, and we need a nap or a, a scotch, right? There's, there's some, some work to do there in our energy levels. Um, and then with those four primary ones, uh, looked at, resolved, understood, recreated, then the next two become about uh, our, our ever-improvement and influence. So behavior is about those routines and those habits that we keep, that keep us uh, connected to ourselves and keep us improving and aware of where we still need improvement. And language is how we express ourselves, right? If you think about your legacy is your vision for, what, for the impact that you can uniquely make in this world on your terms. But anyone who works for you or with you or around you has made your legacy a part of their legacy. So if your communication, if your language, if your influence isn't positive, isn't inviting, isn't motivating or inspiring, that group of resources of people around you who are going to help you build the legacy you were meant to have is going to be smaller. Yeah. So language, I, is, yeah. language is super important. I love that. Mind, heart, spirit, body, behavior and and language and, and i can see how you know all of those components together you know depending upon how how they're operating is gonna gonna yield potentially a very different life experience mm -hmm. you know, right. it can be a very negative you think one, about all of this or, or exactly. an amazing positive one exactly if you think about the, the number of decisions we make a day mm. what what's making the decision is it a previous life experience that is now has now been assimilated into our logic? Is it an emotion we're maybe not even aware of in the moment? Is it our fear or our trust? Is it our energy level? Like, do we even have enough energy to look at the decision properly with openness? Yes, yes. I, I, is it a I, habit to always pick the same, the same answer? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we can be stuck in those routines that you've you described and those habits, can't we, that keep us uh, keep us where we are rather than than growing absolutely so, so um is, is it what what drives those routines so what drives the routines um so the the ones that we've learned to do what mostly drove them is our environment so again unless uh un unless someone has done the work to be super hyper aware of themselves and connected to their inner self, their genius, their inner genius, uh, most 
people are operating on shoulds and expectations from the outside world. So extrinsically motivated. Yes. And, you know, it, it comes down to the identity we want the world to see us as, see us as. And um, is, it an, is it the identity that we are trying to uh, live up to because of what the world has told us, the opinions people have given us or the labels that we've, we've heard about us? Or is it the identity that we are creating? for ourselves, because that's what's inside of us. That's, in the, that's that little voice that keeps whispering to us to say, do this, even though it doesn't make any sense, just go for it. You can do it. You'll see. And we shush it down and we go with the commonly approved answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually, an identity, I've, been, I've done quite a bit of work over the last week with, with clients around and, and um, in several different companies around identity this, this week around, uh, um, and, and, you know how do we how you take yourself to the next level by by looking at your identity and also looking at the the qualities that you admire in other people that you can then learn from and ha- enable you to get a sense of where you can shift to the next level and 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 what i found quite fascinating was i've been making little notes sometimes of the of the qualities that i i have um, found in other people that i admire that i can then help take back into my identity, but, 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 but my version of it, you know, so I'm my best self, not trying to be someone else. And you can take these from all different sources. So I was reading, um, I've given a John Grisham novel about a serial killer um, called The Judge's List. And, and I wrote one thing down because this, this person was, the way he'd been written was, you know, got some horrendous qualities, obviously, but he was described as somebody who attacked each day with enthusiasm and confidence and, and a contagious zest for life. And I thought, actually, that's, that's um, a helpful uh, in supplementing my own identity, even though I won't be taking on any of the rest. Does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that question about who would you have uh, dinner with if you could have uh, if you have dinner with any three people in the world, uh, alive or dead, right? I mean, I would. I'd be interested to find out who you would have dinner with. But I would pick Jesus, Charles Manson, and I don't know somebody else. Uh, probably uh, Richard Brand. You know, because <laughs> I think it would be like a a really fun conversation, but then to also be able to see like Charles um, Charles Manson, for instance, he was apparently so enigmatic and so charming, and he did horrible things with this amazing quality. I would love to see that for myself and to just mm. like see how that works. Um, mm with someone and and i mean of course i would not do the, the 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 terrible things but i think it would be an interesting experience to just pick up and and learn what you can learn from from other people's qualities just like you said yeah yeah i think might maybe have a, some sort of screen between you though and um <laughs> <laughs> and, and some security <laughs> present <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I, I do wonder though you've got to be careful with certain people that um that uh, certain there are certain people who do have that kind of magnetic quality and can get inside your head um, yes, and that's where, where that's where that instinct comes in super, super strong, right? That, that's when it's yeah. really important to pay attention to what your gut is telling you and trusting yeah. it versus what your head is telling you and following it. Fantastic. Well, I never expected our conversation to go there, but um, we're always going to see where it's <laughs> going to go in the next section. So in a couple of minutes, we'll come back. And, and, and I would come back. I'd come back with, um, with, with some paper as well, because we're going to talk about uh, – um, Guy identifies in a book 35 different routines that can be really helpful to go through life 
uh, and enable you to you know develop mind hearts um, spirit body behavior language so uh, do come back and and take note of some of these and think which ones can you apply that can help you day to day move towards this legacy that uh, you ultimately want to leave in the world so we'll be back again with you in just a couple of minutes from the boardroom to you voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential chris cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the achiever program one-to-one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free no obligation consultation to see how chris and his team can help you have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You were tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Guy Ferreira. We're talking about creating your legacy. And in the last section, where well, we were talking about uh, legacy, and we we're talking about uh, you know six six um, core elements that we need to think about that are a part of our core intelligence. And I I really got those. I think they were really helpful to be thinking about those components as we move through life. So uh, we t- um, of course we get stuck in habitual patterns, but actually are those patterns serving us? So we're now going to talk about some of the different routines that Guy would recommend that we, we start to think so that we you know, bring the best of ourselves to each and every day. And, uh, and I guess we, we build on those kind of core elements. So Guy, you've got 35 different routines in your book. Um, do you want to share some examples maybe? Because some of them people will be familiar with, some of them may be less so. And I'm intrigued, which are your, you know, your favourites uh, in there or maybe have the biggest impact on your clients? Mm-hmm. So I, th- um, so yes, there's 35 and a lot of them, uh, or some of them anyways, people would have heard of already, you know, things like journal, uh, go to, go to, go to bed early, wake up early, uh, turn off your phones before you go to sleep, um, meditate, right? These are very popular right now. And definitely my clients would all be fans of the 5 a.m. club or the Miracle Morning, uh, which is the, uh, you know, start the day before the rest of the world has started theirs because you get a lot more done. And it's a wonderful time to really nurture you, the person, because if you're not nurturing yourself, you can't nurture anything or anyone else. So those first few hours of the day are prime time to quietly do what you need for you to be at your best, whether that be exercising, eating good breakfast, journaling, meditating, right? Um, 
Now, what I would, what, what I like to do is to actually mention a few that are a little bit more unique that we don't typically hear about, if that's okay with you, Chris. Could I, could I ask you first about one thing that that's come up for me? Uh, um, I want to talk about the, the miracle morning. So I, I read about the, the read about, probably, you know, at events and things that heard of this, uh, the miracle morning. And I tried to put that in practice in the past. I tried to get up at uh, 6 a.m. I think I've been up at 4 a.m. Uh, and what I've generally found is that I, you know, the pattern doesn't always work for me. And I remember doing it. I did a mm-hmm. did a, a little profile, and I realised I'm a bit like a bear, really. I, I you know, I, I work really well with in, with light, uh, and I'm I'm particularly I, I'm probably good from about nine a.m. if I'm honest, and I'm uh, and I can work up to not so good straight after lunch, but then I'm great until maybe eight o'clock at night. Uh, for for me, that kind of cycle works, and and I'm wondering, should you? Can, is there a risk that you push yourself? doing the 4am and 6am into a cycle that doesn't naturally work for you or, or can you overcome your natural cycle? So it's uh, okay. There's a lot there to answer. And, and, there's, fam- <laughs> okay. and there's family in the way as well. You know, kids got to get to school and. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. In your eight so hours I, <laughs> sleep. Uh, I love what you said because you're definitely aware of what works for you and what doesn't. So bravo. That's that's like the number one most important aspect of anything. Again, if you're going to do the Miracle Morning at 5 a.m. club, right, you're going to, as the book says, you're following somebody else's rule. And, and we've already spoken about doing it out of pull, not out of push. So um, I would always say that take what you what works for you out of the out of what they tell you to do and make it work for you based on who you are. So if 5 a.m. club is a is a, an ideology. It doesn't have to be 5 a.m. Like I have clients who wake up at 7 a.m. They work seven to like seven to 10 p.m. 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Right? Like that's their day, uh, as opposed to 5 a.m. to to 8 p.m. Um, because that just works better for them. Uh, parents definitely have a very different rhythm than than non parents. Um, men have a very different woman than women, especially in the family environment, right? Um, and the COVID has made that a lot more apparent as well. Um, so the f- number one key is if you're going to read, so my 35 uh, routines that I suggest in the book, all of them will have either a TEDx or a book or something, some resource that you can go and find out more about this particular routine. On, on the experts, quote unquote, um, perspective, right? But the, the rule still remains, always do it in the way that suits you without losing the integrity of the, of the routine, of course. If the, if the routine is to get up earlier so you, make a, so you make time for yourself and your kids have to be up at 7.30, then wake up at seven o'clock or 6.30, but yeah. make that time for yourself. That's really the point of it. Great. So I'm, I'm going to ask you now to go on and answer that question about those. We've got about five minutes left before we have to wrap up. Yep. So t- tell us, um, tell us those ones that are maybe a little bit different. Yes. All right. Dress for success. Right. Okay. Again, this is super crucial now as everybody's working from home. Working in your pajamas will make us feel a little bit lazier than working in uh, working in a business suit or uh, or a nice dress and heels. Right. Uh, that makeup, the hair. Uh, if if that's something you typically do, keep doing it. It, it like 
it's part of our sense of self and our sense of readiness and our sense of presentation uh, that is important in a business setting. So it's equally important if you're working from home, uh, especially important if you're working from home, because we tend to be a little bit more comfortable in our, in our you know, home office or living room than we would be in a public space, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so dress for success would be an unusual one, but one that has a, a lot of uh, personal power. Um, set time limits. So there are people who kind of just go until they're exhausted and they go no more. And there are people who uh, schedule everything. From all the clients that I've had, I've noticed that uh, people who schedule activities with a time frame tend to be able to achieve more and better. Um, so uh, they give themselves breaks as well, which allows their brain to, uh, to just reset and, and rest. The only place that I would say this is not applicable to is any creative work. Uh, it takes like 25 minutes for our brain to kind of switch from activity to activity. And creative work in particular requires um, like a full attention. Like if it, inquire, it requires us to be fully in. And, and so for that, typically the longer you're in that creative mode, uh, the, the better it is for you to be you know, creative. Um, uh, let's see, what else is there? Oh, a really important one. Take five minutes at the end of your day, every day, or at the end of the week as well, uh, and reflect. How did the day go? What did you do that was great? How could you have improved on it? And what will you focus on tomorrow to make tomorrow even more successful for you? Yeah. It's a, a really good way to keep improving on who you are and how you're showing up in the world. Um, one that I think uh, that business owners of all, like anyone in a position of influence absolutely needs is a coach or a mentor or a mastermind. Uh, some, someone that is unbiased and outside of their world to keep them um, committed, accountable, connected, right? Like a jar can't read its own label. So, uh, you know, I always joke around that you can't, you, you might be walking around thinking you're like orange marmalade and actually you're a double chocolate fudge, right? It takes someone else to tell you that. We can't see our own blind spots. So sometimes we're doing things and we don't even see that they're hurting us. So having that coach or that mentor step in and, and help us and support us and be honest with us is so valuable to our um, improvement in ourselves and our success. Success. I, I love that actually. I've not heard that before. A jar can't read its own label. I think that's a, <laughs> lo a lovely, helpful phrase actually, because um, it's very, yes. very, very true, isn't it? We people sometimes do think they can do it all on their own, and you know, a lot of a lot of wisdom will come from other people and their observation. People that you trust who are independent. Yes. Um, one more that I would say is gratitude. Now, I know a lot of people talk about gratitude, but um, like I definitely do. Like, I've been doing gratitude for a long time. And it wasn't until about a few months ago that I really felt the gratitude at a whole other level to really like it's not about saying thank you. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my family. Of course, we're thankful for that. Right. It's about fully feeling it at our core where it's it's practically exuding from us. Like anybody looking at us, at us can see that we're the gratitude that we have for the life we lead, right? And it's, it's not about saying thank you. It's about feeling thankful, about feeling the appreciation for the world around us. And a really great question that, uh, you know, for me anyways, works to um, keep me in that sense of gratitude is what would I regret tomorrow if I lost it overnight? Mm. 
So that's that to me is, is a really great way to remain connected to what I have and how very much thankful I am for having it. Mm. Yeah, and then my, my last one that I'm going to add here, which again is a bit, a bit off the wall here, but it's like organize your life. So, and that means everything. Every little point of friction in your physical environment is, an, is like a little notch that kind of takes a little bit of oomph away from us. So the more disorganized, the disorganization we have, uh, the more it acts like a weight that we're carrying around. Like uh, even at the subconscious level. So if you go to bed at night and you know your closet is a mess and this, every time you open it, you got to kind of like catch things that are falling, you, like you might not see it in your sleep, but your unconscious mind still knows it's there and that will weigh you down over time. So, you know, whether it's a closet or your living room, um, declutter, just declutter everything. Declutter your email, declutter your, your house, declutter your friends, uh, everything that is causing you friction, friction, just let it go. <laughs> Some great, great thoughts uh, in there. I think um, I, I've just I'm sort of smiling a little to myself. I, I've, I've been over the years. I've I've, I've had diaries. Uh, I've had different things that I, I log information in um, online. I've had spreadsheets I've used, but the one I'm, I'm I've, I've sort of developed myself that I'm I'm using now on a, a daily basis is just um, it's a it's a table and a PowerPoint. But literally, it, for each day, it is three things I'm grateful for, three things I'll achieve today. Then I fill out three things um, later on at the end of the day, three things I've achieved, um, insights from the day, maybe one or two things, and some additional you know, tasks and things I need to follow through. And it's quite simple, uh, and it's, it's working yes. quite well for me at the moment. Uh, so, Well, I'll, I'll add one, that, one more for you if you'd like, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one more question I would recommend is, what is a moment of today you want to remember forever? Ooh, I'm writing that one down. <laughs> Especially as a parent, you know, like our kids say the funniest things. And like, oh, we got to remember this for like when they're getting married, I'm going to embarrass them <laughs> with a video or something. Like write it down. You know, those are the little things that they do or they say. Uh, I think it's one of the great things about Facebook that they send us these memories because I put all of my kids' crazy antics in there. <laughs> it's funny to reread them like five, six, seven, eight, nine years later. Um Oh, it's fantastic. Well, and life is full of those little moments that in a moment we, it makes us smile and then we forget. And I forget my youngest son saying, Dad, your jokes have ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do we have the same kids? My kids hate it when I make jokes. They're like, oh, we've got one minute left, <laughs> so I'm going to have to go, go quick now. But I, you know, um, to connect with Gaia, go to www.gaiaferreira.com and download her excellent free ebook. It's free. Create your fulfilling legacy. Um, I hugely recommend that. Um, Gaia, um, next week's show, Deborah Coviello, we're going to be talking about the CEO's compass. You know, CEOs often stressed today, leaders are stressed. Um, 60% of people apparently are um, and uh, you know, struggling. Um, so we're going to look at the compass points to really get your business back moving and yourself back moving, build on brilliantly from today. Uh, Gaia, a final quick message you want to leave us with? Go with love. If you love it, it's good for you. Well, fantastic. I've loved the interview today. And in terms of gratitude, very grateful for you for joining us today. It's been absolutely fabulous. And I do hope people have loved the show. Please feel free to uh, send any comments to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Do get Gaia's um, download. It's, it's excellent. I've read it uh, and um, brilliant resource. 
uh, and wish you all well with your legacies. So, uh, and Gaia, so Gaia, thank you so much for being on today. You've enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Chris. I've enjoyed it very much as well. Brilliant. We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.